Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to our April 2023 Animal Reiki Talk. And I'm excited to be here with all of you tonight. And I am planning tonight to talk about a special topic, and then I'm gonna open it up to Q&A and sharing. And then we're gonna finish with our animal healing circle as we always do. So my topic this month is really close to my heart and uh, just uh, something that really makes the Let Animals Lead method of animal Reiki so different from other methods out there. And so I'm really excited to talk to you guys about it. And I really would love to hear your thoughts as well afterwards. Um, and I know I have a bunch of my students on here that I can see and also some new people. Um, but I'd love to hear your experiences, those of you who have studied this um, and how it has affected your practice. So tonight I'm going to talk about why it's so important that we let go of what's wrong with our animals in order to be able to help them. And I thought I would, you know, start by saying, you know, this is, I think, the most challenging part of my animal Reiki practice is this particular aspect. And this is even written in to a pillar. I have six pillars of the Let Animals Lead practice. And the third pillar is seeing the perfection of animals. So how can we see the perfection of our animals when something's wrong? Maybe our animal has a terrible diagnosis or they're facing some kind of an illness, or maybe they're even at the end of life. And we can see that that's happening. We hear from the vet that it's happening and we're giving them medication or treatments or whatever to help them through this. How can we, in that moment, not focus on what's wrong and see something more than that? That is the challenge and it's so, so, so hard. And I've been doing this for 25 years and it's still hard for me, but I want to share with you guys what happened in my life that switched gears for me, that made this important to my animal Reiki practice, because I was initially trained in human Reiki because in those days there was no animal Reiki classes. So I was initially trained in human Reiki. And the human Reiki approach is to find out, you know, what, what is going on uh, and then focus your Reiki on whatever that issue is to help. Okay. So when I first started working with animals, this is, this is how I, I worked. I would, if I was going to a shelter, I would read, you know, the animal's chart and I would see, okay, they're having this emotional issue or this physical issue. And then I would focus on that during Reiki session. But one of the things I noticed with some animals, it worked, it was fine. But some of the animals are really sensitive animals, animals who had been traumatized or animals who didn't necessarily trust people very much would often get really um, nervous and untrusting and they would not want to connect. And so I would just have to stop doing the Reiki session just wasn't working. And it was interesting. It took me a long time to realize they were really picking up on what I was thinking about. And you guys have heard that old saying, you know, whatever you focus on grows, whatever you focus on expands, or whatever you focus on amplifies, right? And so if we look at it, that that I believe, you know, that's an old saying, (laughs) And some of you may know about the law of attraction as well. So there's been a lot of talk about this idea, but I really believe it's true. You know, whatever we focus on, it grows, it deepens, it expands. And how animals sense and feel us in an animal Reiki session is through our energy. And so if our energy is focused on what's wrong, they feel that. And that kind of sets in deeper and deeper and deeper in, in our in our vibration. So if we're focusing on 
you know, the ailment, the diagnosis, the diagnosis, the diagnosis, that, that is the vibration that we're giving out. So I believe that to be true, but it was my own personal experience of this that really drove it home for me because what I didn't really realize what was happening. I just thought, oh, they're just really sensitive. They don't want to connect with Reiki. And I'm really grateful that so many in my early years of developing animal Reiki that I did so much work with shelter and sanctuary animals because they taught me so much because I think often we can get away with a lot with our own animals because they put up with us. But when you're working with animals who've been traumatized or don't know you and don't have any reason to trust people because of their past experience, you have to be a lot more mindful. And so it was this population of animals that really helped me to notice, oh, it's like, it's like they sense what I'm thinking about. You know, like if I go over to somebody's house and their animal, let's say, let's say they have a rescue dog that you know, came from a really tough past and is, you know, very fearful of humans and everything. And so when I go over there and I'm thinking about, they're so nervous, they had this terrible past, you know, I could see the dog just getting more and more tense at my presence. And I'm like, it's almost like they sense what I'm thinking about. That's really strange. And, um, Sorry, I realized I'm not plugged in. Let me do that so we don't lose our battery. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> so I started to, to think about, I started to notice this, but I would just stand back and say they don't want Reiki. I would just kind of step back and and I and I, but I kind of noticed, hmm, it's like they know what I'm thinking. It's like they're sensing what I'm thinking. And what I'm thinking is you have this problem, you have this problem, you have this problem. So then I had my own personal health crisis when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And that was a very, very scary time, dark time in my life. Because for those of you who've gone through cancer diagnosis, there's a period of uncertainty before they tell you what, how bad it is. <laughs> so in that time period, I was thinking to myself, well, this might be it. I'm a goner. <laughs> and that's a really hard thing. At the time, I was 41. And I had a four year old. That was a very, very hard thing to contemplate and think about. Not only for me, but all my loved ones. And so overnight, the way that people saw me changed dramatically. And being a really an empath and a highly sensitive person. <laughs> it really hit me hard the way that people looked at me and I could really feel what they were focusing on and thinking about. And it was that diagnosis and it felt, I, I already felt so heavy with it and it felt even heavier to be in their presence. It's really tough. And also I felt like I was, I had disappeared. Kathleen was gone. You know, all there was was a tumor <laughs> left. That's all that I that's all I was now to anyone who <laughs> talked to me. Of course, my doctors, but even, you know, everyone in my life was like, oh my God, you know. And it was very painful to think, wow, I've lived all these years on this earth as a person, having all these different layers and, and roles in my life as mother and you know, Reiki teacher and, you know, volunteer and, you know, all these different things, everything's screeching to a halt. And I'm just this diagnosis. That's all that's left of me now. And I didn't know if I was going to get better, even worse. <laughs> so I'm very happy to say today that I am healthy and healed. I'm so grateful for that. Um, but in those times of uncertainty, I can tell you what really brought me a sigh, like my whole energy, a sigh of relief and lightened the feeling was being around my animals because the way that they looked at me never changed. They still saw me exactly the same as I always had been. That's mom. 
you know, they saw my, my light. You know, I believe that they also knew that I had cancer. I mean, I don't know if I have ever told those of you on the call this, but uh, my, my, my new puppy that I had at the time, Mystic, she's the one who found my tumor. Actually, I was holding her up against my chest and she started digging in my chest and it hurt. So I put her down and I put my hand up and I went, oh my God, felt something. So it's like they knew what was wrong, but it didn't change the way they saw me. They still saw the fullness. And so being in, and there were a couple of Reiki friends who could do that as well, but 99% of people couldn't do it. And I found I didn't want to be around those people. I didn't want to see those looks. I didn't want to feel that energy. It made it harder to navigate what I was going through. I wanted to be in a space where what I saw reflected back to me felt whole. And I realized it was in that time, at some point, I did a lot of contemplating and meditating (laughs) during that time where I realized, oh my God, I've been doing this to the animals this whole time. I've been going to shelters. I've been reading their story. I've been thinking about everything that's wrong. And I've been sitting in that the whole time I'm sitting with them. No wonder some of them were walking away or they looked guarded or they, you know, they're already suffering with this. Now I am reflecting it back to them even more. And again, bringing my focus amplifies it in my vibration. So imagine how I felt so bad (laughs) that I had done this without thinking because I went in there every time to volunteer and to help and to do good. But I realized in this really tender time in my life where I felt very, very vulnerable, I realized that's not the best way to be focusing when someone's suffering. Because I wanted to be around all the animals who saw my wholeness. So I I made this, it was like this light bulb came on and I'm like, I, I will never do this again to any animal. And so that is, I wanted to share that with you guys, that deep personal experience made a huge shift in the way that I practice and teach this practice. And it brought us to the Let Animals Lead method. So once I realized that and why it's so important, I have to keep my energy positive. I have to keep my energy light, even if an animal has cancer, even if they're dying. You know, even if they have been through something really, really, really traumatic and they're extremely shut down or fearful from it, I have to stay positive. How can I do that? And that's like sort of the second part of when I want to talk to you guys about. First, I think it's really important to really think about what I've just spoken about and think about in your life, in those moments where you have faced something really hard. Think about how your animals have given you that gift of seeing your wholeness and not judging you only by what's wrong. And think about what a comfort and a blessing and and a healing that was for you in that moment. I want all of you to take time and really think about that because the idea is, well, if they can do that for us, isn't it the least we can do to try to return the favor, (laughs) right? Okay. So the second part is, okay, so let's say I make I make a pact with myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to see the wholeness. But then you guys are like, but how do I do that? It's so hard. <laughs> so, so that's what I want to talk about second tonight. So for me, this is where our meditation practice really comes in strongly. And this is why I really honestly, meditation is the only path forward to be able to do this. I believe. I don't know of another path forward. Why? Because when we meditate, we expand our mind. When we meditate, we deepen our grounding. 
And these two qualities in our energy have to be present for us to be able to see something good in the middle of a dark moment. We have to be really grounded so that we don't get knocked over by all the emotions that are being experienced by the animal or by the animal's loved ones. You know, if we step into a situation where an animal is sick and people who love the animal around them, that's that's a tornado of emotions. We're stepping into that in addition to everything the animal's facing, right? So if we aren't grounded, what's going to happen? We're going to get caught up in it. We're going to get knocked over. You know, we'll be like a tree flying by in the tornado wind. <laughs> you know, remember in Wizard of Oz when Dorothy's house got picked up and was spinning around in the <laughs> tornado, right? That's going to be us if we're not grounded. And that's where our, that's part one of what our meditation practice really, really gives us. Part two of what our meditation practice gives us is an expanded mind. So it's it's human nature to zero in and focus in on what's wrong because we are doers. We are fixers. I got to figure out what's wrong and fix it. <laughs> and there is a time where this is appropriate. Don't get me wrong. If your animal ha- is expressing symptoms, go find your veterinarian and your holistic practitioners who are going to help you find a way forward. That's what we do for ourselves, right? Of course, we're going to do that for our animals. So we want to be proactive. We want to find our healthcare team that's going to be troubleshooting and, you know, giving us the treatments or whatever it is that we need to do. That's important. But now I want to talk about Reiki time. Reiki time is a time to let go of what's wrong, to let go of the doing and to just relax and be with your animal. And I call this seeing with your Reiki eyes. It's another way of saying it is seeing from the heart. So when I see with my physical eyes, maybe all I see is the physical symptoms that are outwardly showing of what's wrong with the animal, right? So if I stop there, and that's all I'm looking at, it's going to be really hard to stay (laughs) positive, right? And I'm going to be amplifying everything that's happening, plus my own fears and worries about the situation. But if I look instead with my Reiki eyes, to me, that's about looking from your heart. So if I see my animal from the heart, I see, oh, yes, they have these symptoms. They're facing this difficulty. I'm working with my veterinarians to try to figure out. Maybe I, you know, don't know what the outcome is going to be. Maybe it's very uncertain. So we can see that and acknowledge. Okay. But then I don't stop there. That's not all there is. What else is there? Oh, well, there is the animal's essence. Who is your animal in their heart of hearts, their beautiful inner light, their light and essence of being? This essence of being that has graced the world (laughs) with a beautiful presence. You know, you might think of all of the wonderful gifts your animal has given you in your life, all the wonderful things they've done. Um, You know, I always think of a friend of mine who has a therapy dog in San Francisco. And, you know, he sends me stories and pictures of his dog working. And and he tells me about these, you know, elderly people or people in hospice who are, who, who have a smile and are brought joy. I always think of, of his dog because, you know, what a gift, so many blessings, so much good in the world, so much light, right? Animals bring so much, so much love, so much companionship, so much compassion, right? So much to our lives. They bring us joy. They make us laugh, right? So sitting, sinking in and seeing your animal as all of those things too. And then go even deeper with your Reiki eyes and see their spirit 
which is their inner Reiki, their inner spiritual energy. And that is the, the light that never dims, that never diminishes, no matter what they face. And that's the light that existed before they came into this body. And that continues on after they leave this body. This is that connect, their connection to the universe, their beautiful inner essence. How do we see that deeply? Wow. Well, meditation really helps because meditation helps us let go of those worries and negative thoughts and repetitive thinking and things that we, you know, we have that cyclical thinking, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen, right? And we just keep repeating it. If we focus on our meditation, it gives us something positive to do. Um, the meditation, which I'm going to do with you guys tonight, um, the Hara breathing, one of my go-to favorite meditations of all time. If you truly focus all of your mind on that breath, there's no space for negative thinking anymore. It sort of softens and falls away. And you'll have moments of that openness and clarity and seeing more expanded and seeing more deeply. A lot of emotions we have to let go of. Our, our meditation really helps us let go of those meditation. Uh, sorry, let, helps us let go of those thoughts and, and negativities and emotions and things that interfere with seeing with your Reiki eyes. So focus on that breathing, for example. There's a second technique that I want to share with you guys, and this also happens in meditation. So one simple way is breathing. Just focus on the breathing. But a second meditation technique that I really love to use is affirmations. And the reason why I like affirmations so much is because every time our animals are sick, we have so many negative things to say in our own mind, <laughs> you know, based on worry, fear, maybe even a past experience, you know, maybe you had, a, you know, I know this happens with horse people, right? We have a horse that colics and dies and then our next horse gets colic and we immediately start replaying what happened last time and thinking, oh, this is it. I remember what happened, right? So some of you may have had that repetitive situation too, where you feel like you're reliving something. And so your immediate worst case scenario, right? So we have all this negative stuff. Our minds are very busy and we, we think about a lot in a short amount of time. You know, monkey mind, that's what the Buddhists call it. So we need to give our mind something to do. We need to give our mind something to hold on to. So that's why I like affirmations. So what I do with an affirmation is I choose a word or a phrase, something that speaks to me, something that's the opposite of how I'm feeling to help shift my energy. So let's say um, I'm feeling like really angry and helpless and upset, then I'll say, I'll pick a, an affirmation like peace or empowerment, something like that. If I'm really worried, I might use something like courage. I'm brave, <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, and then I have a standard go-to affirmation that I use all the time. My students hear me say this all the time in my classes. You guys know what I'm going to say? All is well. <laughs> so that one is really encompasses everything, right? All is well. Now, the funny thing about affirmations is when you first start using them, it feels like you're making it up and it feels like you're telling a story, okay? right? You're like, all is not well. <laughs> I'm not brave at all. And I'm also very angry. I'm not at peace, <laughs> right? So when you start saying I'm at peace, all is well, I'm brave, you know, then you immediately start feeling that kind of, well, I'm, I'm lying to myself thing. So I want to put something out there for you to consider and think about. What about all those worst case scenarios you put out there that never come true. Weren't those all lies too? But you never beat yourself up about those. You're perfectly willing <laughs> to go out on the limb and have snowball down that hill <laughs> with a worst case scenario over and over and over, right? 
We do that all the time without worrying about later thinking, oh, all of that worry and all that negativity and never came true. Everything's okay, right? I was lying to myself. No, we never do that, right? Why not? Why do we accept all the negative things that we say to ourselves, but then resist the positive things that we want to suggest to ourselves? It's something interesting to contemplate, right? <laughs> so here's what happens when we start saying an affirmation. And I'll use all as well as an example, because that could be used in, in every situation. What happens at first is you feel like all is well, and you're like, all is not well, but I'm just going to keep saying it. And, you know, you have this kind of sort of higher mind, like sort of unconscious mind that that's there and kind of in the background. But, you know, this background mind that is always listening to you and what you're saying. Even if your conscious mind has all these thoughts, but your the background, your big, your higher mind is always listening. That higher mind is going to be listening to whatever you tell it. It's going to believe whatever you tell it. So you can think of it as sort of a, a background sort of awareness. If you're always telling your overall background awareness, everything's going to hell, the sky is falling, <laughs> you know. Imagine how, what that does to your nervous system when you're going through something difficult. So saying all is well is sort of retraining that background mind, your higher mind to say, you know, and when we can actually take that sigh in ourselves, shift our energy in ourselves, that has a ripple effect that your animals sense and feel. So really everything about what I'm talking about tonight is all about us. You know why? Because we are the ones sitting with our animals, caring for our animals, being with our animals. So we have to be mindful of what we're bringing in to a situation. Doesn't that mean we have to be perfect all the time, but it means we have to be mindful. Oh, I'm really focusing on the negative. I'm going down that path. Let me bring it. Let me focus on the breath. Let me bring in an affirmation. Give yourself something positive to focus on. Retrain your mind to get into that positive space. Your animal, and some of you probably have animals tonight who, you know, when you're in that negative worried space, they won't sit with you. They won't connect in Reiki. But when you finally let go and you feel yourself shift, they come in the room and sit with you. Now they can really be supported. Now they can step in to that space with you and connect. So I could go on and on and on about this topic, but I think that's a good chunk for us to think about for tonight. But I want to I want to finish by saying Animals are very, very sensitive to our emotions and to our thoughts and to our energetic vibration, which is based on our emotions or what we're thinking about. So if they are that sensitive and if they do pick up on all of this coming from us, then it's pretty important that we become aware of what's going on and that we work on shifting into a greater state of balance, a greater state of calm, a greater state of grounding, and that, that expanded mind so we can see with our Reiki eyes, right? Because they're going to sense that shift, that positive shift. And they're going to see when we look at them, we're looking at them with eyes that see the wholeness even in a difficult situation, they're going to sense and feel that and it's going to uplift them. And that's so important to be able to do that for them. So tonight was all about us and how we shift ourselves, but that's because the greatest gift we can give to our animals when they're sick or facing something really difficult is open-hearted, compassionate presence. And so that's something that our animal Reiki meditation practice cultivates and teaches us, and we keep working and working and working on it. 
so that we can be there more and more and more for our animals. So I hope this has been helpful and thought provoking and uh, maybe some things for you guys to think about um, after the call tonight. Um, but I would like to open it up right now if any of you would like to share anything, any of you that may have had an experience where, you know, thinking about an animal's problems versus seeing them as perfect, seeing them as light. Maybe that made a difference in how they would connect or anything else that you'd like to share. If you have a question about this topic, you know, I'd love to hear it. Olive. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. I guess my question is, um, well, because I come from a canine massage background, you know, I'm, in the first year, it took me a little while to not look at the health issues associated with you know, animals that dogs had terminal illnesses. That's my specialty. Um, but what I want to know, Kathleen, is I don't know how to ask this question, but I will stumble through it. Um, when you find yourself looking at the health issues of the animal, how do you like draw back on a memory of something to remind you? to see with your Reiki eyes instead of like maybe with um, Dakota, like an example, maybe the very first situation where you realize that you were looking at Dakota with your Reiki eyes in a meditation and not, hey, you know, you have a sore foot or, you know, you have itchy ears. Do you do that? Do you like draw back on something to bring you back into this do you understand my question at all because yes you're asking like, what do you do in that moment when you catch yourself what yeah. do you do in that moment yeah. to keep going forward <laughs> so i don't think there's a wrong answer to that i think that the thing the thing to notice about that is i caught myself right yes that's it's that mindfulness so now for each person how you shift out of that may be different Somebody might think of a memory of, of a, you know, when it really helped to let go <laughs> and it made the animal relax and where they were tense and then you let go of that and then they relaxed, right? Maybe it's a personal experience like my own health journey that I shared about, or maybe you just notice and go, oh, oops, okay, let me go into an affirmation or let me go into the breath, <laughs> you know, so I remember I took a meditation class um, years ago with Sharon Salzberg. You guys might know her. She's a very well-known Buddhist teacher. She's really amazing. And somebody asked a similar question in that class. And what do I do if I'm, you know, meditating? And then oh, I just realized I'm, I'm doing terribly at it and I'm, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And she said, I'll never forget this. It's never too late to begin again. And so I think that, to see it as each moment to moment to moment to moment. And it's always okay to bring yourself back. And I've been in situations with animals where, you know, I tell the story in one of my classes where there was a horse who was facing surgery and he was in a lot of pain and they were going to take him to go to Davis to have a surgery. And so we were waiting for that to happen. So everyone was all stressed out. So I did my horror breathing. I got really calm. And then he came over and he put his nose in my heart and we stood together. It was beautiful. And then my mind started up and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to be, uh, as soon as I thought I didn't move, nothing, just my mind moved. He put his head up, looked at me and he turned and he left. I'm like, oh shoot. And then I, okay, Kathleen, come on, you can do this. Breathe, calm, all is well, right? As soon as I got there, he came back put his nose again. And in the space of like a half an hour treatment, I lost it five or six times. I was worried about him. I was picking up on everybody else's worry and scrambling all around me, you know? So it's not, it doesn't have to be perfect and animals forgive you, but they appreciate so much. Even if it's just moments where you get it, they'll come in and take a lot of solace and comfort in those moments. You know how to when you walk it i don't you know 
I love horses. That's my thing. And an example, I walked into a group of horses that I didn't know. And the first thing, I, I can't help this, but I see something about them that's not right or not healthy. And I am trying so hard not to do that when I first present myself to a little herd or something, you know, of, of rescues. And that's why I ask you, where do you go to not do that? Because I can't help it. It just it comes at me. I just see well, it. Maybe I would see say this to you, Olive, in that case is see it, but don't stop there. I think that's where we get stuck. We get stuck with what's wrong. We get stuck. But why not say, oh, and, you know, he's got a hoof abscess and he's so beautiful and look at his beautiful soul. I see his soul and look how, look at all those beautiful relationships and look at this beautiful space where they live or whatever it is. Just don't stop there. Don't get stuck there. You know, I think that that's, that's the problem because whatever we bring our mind to again is going to grow. So if we stop there, if we look at the horse and go, oh, hoof abscess, and then we're like focused and focused and focused, it's like that is the only thing in our energy and our vibration, right? But there's so much more that it, that isn't who the horse is. So we want to be able to see their, their wholeness, their majesty, their, you know, their spiritual elegance and um, wisdom, Right. Want to be able to see that, too. <laughs> well, I have tried just like just focusing on the eyes, you know, instead of looking at the whole body. I want to look at the whole body. But the last time I went out to this one group, um, I found myself like leaning towards looking, kind of examining everything. And I can't seem to help that. So what I did was I just started looking at their eyes. I just didn't look at their, I just walked in and there was like five or six of them, you know, together. And I just started looking them in the eye. And I don't know that I think I felt calmer instead of, you know what I'm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good tool for you to try. Yeah. Once it works, so it'll work again. I don't know. We'll try. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kathleen. Orlean. Now, I was just going to add to that, you know, what, you know, Olive was talking about, you know, it's like when I see an animal that's, you know, under some distress or know that there's, you know, especially if it's something visible, you know, it's like, you know, my immediate reaction is like, oh my gosh. But then it's like, I stop. It's like, okay, I see you. I feel you. You are loved all as well. And I just, you know, kind of keep going you know, that through my mind just to help take that focus off of what that physical thing or whatever it is that, you know, to to not focus on that particular ailment or, or whatnot that that you're seeing. So it just, yeah, I love that. That, that really, that really helps That's to true. take away from, from that. So because you're not getting stuck, you know, yep. I think, you know, we had a discussion in um, one of my classes last week about this, one of my students who she does a lot of distant healing for situations like animals who are in really terrible situations for whatever reason. So it could be, let's say, you know, the canned trophy hunts where that they do for the, the lions um, or, you know, the whales who are being hunted or even you could say, you know, factory farmed animals who are in that in that situation going to slaughter can't can't escape whatever so she sort of asked that same question like like how do we how do we see the perfection in such a horrible situation where it seems like nothing is you know nothing can be done but so i what i said to her which might be helpful to you guys too is you know especially if you're working with animal abuse and you know a person did this and a person's responsible for why you know that's the hardest i think i think it's okay to acknowledge what they've been through and to even say i'm sorry you know as a human being 
I'm sorry that this happened to you. I mean, it it's so wrong and you recognize that and you can apologize on behalf of human beings, you know, for the whales, for example, or whatever, right? I think that's fine, but don't get stuck there. Now let's keep, let's keep going and let's, let's be the light in that dark moment. How can we shine so brightly to bring light in that moment? So the animal who is in that dark place can be elevated, transcend that darkness into the light. We're talking about the light of the universe. This is the most essential piece of who we are. It's deeper than any of our human experience. It's that eternal, precious flame of existence, right? So that transcends everything. What if we could help the animal to step into that transcendence by by being that bright, shining light? And what if, because we know all is one and everything is connected, what if by shining our light, we are actually changing things in that situation? Maybe not in a way that we can physically see, but maybe there is a spiritual shift and change that happens when, when I do it, when you do it. What about if our whole community does it together, right? What kind of an energy shift can we create in this world that can lead to a solution down the road? So that's, you know, but again, not getting stuck on what's wrong. We have, but it's okay to acknowledge. It's not like we're denying it. We're just not focusing on it and bringing more energy to it. Iris, you had a question. Another question I was just going to say, you know, you talk about, you know, how sensitive the animals are to, to our energies. And I have the best teacher. Uh, I have my, my young horse that I, that I have now two years or so. If I'm not totally grounded with him in the moment, nothing goes. Mm-hmm. Then he is not standing still. He is just, he's doing, he's going to go into La La Land too. So he is a really good teacher. And sometimes I just have to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just have to really, I guess I groom him and he just wiggles around this and that. And I just literally, I just stop and I ground myself. And then it goes. It's amazing when you have a, it seems like he is just as much as an empath as I am, you know, <laughs> and then you can do, but that's nice. That that brings you back too. See, Absolutely. If, that that brings you back when the animal shows you that, like you, and, and you have it in talking about when an animal is ill, but even, yeah, when, when the animal shows you so strongly, hey, I sense you. You're not here right now. Mm-hmm. And then and then you but then you get it and you stop and, and then you start over again. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. And horses are such great teachers of that. And I this is another reason why I often recommend that you stay with the animal for like an hour. Because I don't think we realize how much yarn that we need to untangle <laughs> to get <laughs> to a calm place. You know, it takes a long time and on certain days it takes longer than on other days, you know. And so to really unwind all that stress and, you know, all of our dissipated thoughts and busy thoughts and, you know, just everything and just really settle and just really be there, that can take a really long time. So if we're only standing there for five minutes, I mean, how much benefit is really going to be happening in that moment? Depends on how calm we are in that moment, I guess. So, you know, bringing that awareness and yeah, our animals can show us. Yeah, you need to settle down and calm down because you're not there. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, thank you guys so much for um, bringing all that. It was a great discussion. I love hearing your your thoughts and and uh, questions and sharing and everything. So thank you guys so much. So before we go into our animal healing circle, which we can hold space together as a community, which I always love to do, um, I just want to mention, um, I just released the dates for my next classes, level one, two, and three online. They're all happening in July. So you have a lot of time. It's only April. <laughs> if you don't wait that long, I do have uh, licensed teachers who are teaching um, before then. Uh, so reach out to me. I can find you somebody to train earlier. Um, but I also want to share for my students, those of you who studied with me or one of my teachers, level one, two, or three in the Let Animals Lead method, I'm having meditation immersion days at the end of May, fr the last Friday, Saturday, Sunday in May in Sonoma, California at Charlie's Acres Farm Sanctuary, which is a beautiful set like between vineyards, like just gorgeous, amazing farm sanctuary with so many different kinds of animals. And we're going to have three full days of meditating together with these amazing, beautiful animals. And so I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who might feel like a little sort of boost in their practice, a little inspiration in their practice. It's always wonderful to come together as a group to meditate together. And of course, with the help of all these wonderful farm animals, it'll be really, really fun. So that is coming up as well. All right, so let's finish tonight with our animal healing circle. So let's go into Gasho. We'll just set our intention to dedicate all the energy of this meditation to our animals. Just go ahead and bring them to your mind and heart. Just invite them to share the space if they wish. And whatever animals are coming to your mind right now is just perfect. We invite them all in. And then resting your hand on your lap, we're going to do some hara breathing. Your hara is your energy center in your lower belly. You can visualize it as a beautiful healing light. And when we breathe in, you're going to imagine your breath is a pure and clear light coming in as you inhale through the top of your head and filling your body all the way down to the hara, to your lower belly. And then as you exhale, imagine that light can expand out your skin and out into the universe. So breathing in. This beautiful light filling your body, connecting to the hara, and breathing out, expanding this light. Breathing in the light, breathing out, expanding the light. And just continue that breath for a moment at your own pace. With each in-breath, just feel that light inside of you getting brighter and brighter. And with each exhale, seeing that light expand further and further into the universe. And just relax your breath now and see yourself sitting in this beautiful space of light. This light is filled with compassion, harmony, and balance. Perfect healing. 
And just imagine that this light is a beautiful invitation for your animals to step in. We invite them to share this space with us. And recognize that if your animal chooses to share in this moment, they uplift the space. They make it more beautiful, lighter, more expanded. They bring so much to the space and it's really a co-created space of loving kindness and compassion. So just relaxing for a minute into that light, inviting your animals to join you. And remembering all is well, there's nothing to do, nothing to fix, just to be in this beautiful space of love and light. And then bringing our hands back into Gasho. And just take a moment to thank your animals for sharing this space. However, they chose to connect in this moment, which is perfect. And setting your intention to finish. Take a nice deep breath and slowly come back and open your eyes. Well, thank you all for holding that beautiful space of light together for the animals and for the community, for for all of us together. It's great to spend a little time together this evening and uh, hope to see you guys in the online community or in a future class or maybe in Sonoma in May. But wishing you all many blessings and hope to see you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Good night. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.